0: Welcome to the Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast, brought to you by RPI Consultants, a podcast about the magic of digital transformation through technology. Each week, we'll cover topics related to ERP,
1: RPA, business transformation, leadership, healthcare, and unicorns. All righty, welcome back to Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast Episode 4 here in the month of March. We are joined today by RPI partner Richard Lee Stout. Mr. Stout, if you could just introduce yourself a little bit to the audience.
0: Yeah, sure, Michael. Thanks for having me. Um, this is Richard Lee Stout. I've uh, been with RPI Consultants since about 2004 uh, in 2013. Had the opportunity to join the leadership of the organization. And I currently work along with my practice managers to manage the Infor professional services focused on Cloud Suite implementation.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. I know that there's a lot of implementations and such going on, and you have a busy day. So I appreciate you taking some time to join the podcast. Sure thing. Um, we're, we're obviously talking about M4 cloud, cloud Suite, uh, it's a topic that is getting a lot of attention in the market as people are, are looking at what to do with their ERP solutions. Um, and, and I noticed that RPI has really kind of positioned a uh, couple offerings, but one of them that's of particular interest is around pre-planning. Um, mm-hmm. And so could you talk a little bit about pre-planning, what it is, why it's important to pre-plan versus just do an implementation? and um, any other trends that you think um, might be helpful to folks, things that are happening that you see as helpful to being successful?
0: Yeah, sure. So pre-planning is different from planning in that pre-planning is some activities that you can do prior to getting an implementation project actually rolling. Uh, Pre-planning involves uh, coming up with this scope and structure of an implementation project, a high-level timeline, um, really uh, figuring out what you want to achieve, what are your objectives uh, with an implementation project, and then um, starting to uh, get a handle on, on resource requirements in terms of uh, your project team, um, uh, an implementation partner to work with. Um, technology, assets, and uh, requirements for the project. Uh, pre-planning, uh, basically pre- the the advantage to uh, conducting a pre-planning exercise uh, is it puts you in a much better position to uh, find an implementation partner that's a great fit uh, for your organization and for your goals as a project, um, and then to get a head start on uh, on initiating an implementation project so you can overall uh, shorten your timeline, be more efficient.
1: Awesome. Thank you. That sounds, sounds useful for, uh, for anyone really. Um, and I think mm-hmm. when I listen to you describe it, um, I think people kind of maybe go through that on their own in various fashions, maybe as they're budgeting or going through a budget cycle, trying to estimate. Um,
0: sure. Yeah, at least any, you know, any organization that's had to do an RFP for Cloud Suite implementation. I think they, they've had to do some level of pre-planning um, just to figure out what goes into that RFP and uh, you know, collect some information that's needed, answer questions from different vendors, uh, and be able to, to do an apples-to-apples comparison uh, looking at various implementation
1: uh, proposals. Awesome. So, so as you're um, helping customers uh, move to Cloud Suite and, and helping them with their planning and such. Are you noticing any any trends? How is this different than maybe going from a previous version, like version 9 to version 10? How is Cloud Suite different?
0: Yeah, um, I guess you know, Cloud Suite really is a, a different application than Lawson. Um, it, it shares a lot of the same DNA. Um, it's a It's a natural step forward from Lawson, but it's a different application than Lawson. Um, so, Where uh, previous loss and upgrades were generally uh, technical-focused projects, uh, oftentimes run by IT, and uh, oftentimes a measure of success was uh, minimal disruption or change to the business uh, for loss and upgrade, um, I think we have quite the opposite with a Cloud Suite implementation. Either Cloud Suite HCM or Cloud Suite FSM uh, or you know some program that that um, encompasses a full, you know, full Lawson 3 suite to uh, Cloud Suite migration. Um, you know, th- these projects are a lot more uh, business centric. Mm-hmm. Um, we, w- with Cloud Suite, we have the opportunity to rethink a lot of core design decisions that were made uh, back when an organization first implemented Lawson, and um, you know, many of our customers look a lot different now than they did 10, 15 or 20 years ago, uh, organizationally. So uh, now it's a great time for them to, um, start with a fresh new design. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think in a previous podcast, uh, Keith had said that the average life of uh, in the ERP customers seem to have their ERPs for about 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of, right. A lot of change to the organization as you just spoke to, um, warrants than changes to things like hierarchy and GL, GL org structure and such.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially with our healthcare customer base, I mean, the healthcare market has changed pretty dramatically since the late nineties.
1: Right. Right. So as they, um, as they move to cloud suite and they take advantage and, and redo their business processes and and their organizational structure and such, are there other, other, other benefits that they're getting, um, as they move to cloud suite?
0: there are a lot of benefits to, to moving to CloudSuite. Um, where, where can I begin? Um, it's, uh, you know, as, a, as a more modern platform, um, CloudSuite uh, pr- provides a level, level of visibility into uh, organizational data that um, you know, legacy COBOL-based um, solutions just, just can't provide. Um, there's also a great deal of flexibility in terms of the relationships uh, between a structure, structural data, um, you know, both on the HR side as well as the financial side, um, so it's so much easier to model a business um, within Cloud Suite um, with with less compromise, um, you know, compromise dictated by uh, limitations and in, in you know that we had in legacy software.
1: Awesome. That sounds exciting. Um, they're they're always challenging, and it's always good to to hear that there's light and benefits at the end of the tunnel for all the effort that, that folks go through.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: why would you say now's the time to start at least planning for, if not start actually implementing Cloud Suite? What's the well, catalyst?
0: Um, you know, for customers that are running Lawson today, um, you know, I, I think. You know, if you if you've been, if if you've been to in forum or or user groups, or if you've been, you know, keeping a pulse on the uh, on the, the loss in space, um, I think you can see that. And now is pretty much the the uh, middle of the uh, migration wave. Um, so this is a great time to to um, if not. If you haven't started a Cloud Suite project yet, this is a great time um, to start planning for uh, a Cloud Suite move um, while you can uh, take advantage of everything going on in the market in terms of Infor participating in a lot of projects, um, the the maturity of the the software application as larger entities have already uh, completed migrations, and the you know resources uh, available out there right now uh, that are focused on loss into cloud suite migrations. Um, certainly, there's a a, a limited uh, talent talent pool out there of experienced consultants. And um, now's now's the time to start locking in your, your project team um, for what could be you know a one to
1: you know three year uh, pro- uh, program. Awesome. I I was excited to hear you say one one of your items. I'm going to key on it. Um, You said this is the middle of the integration wave. Um, So I just want to Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that because I know initially customers, um, having come from the customer community, uh, nobody wants to be first, right? Nobody wants to be on that bleeding edge. Um, So so it's good to hear that that some customers have have already done it and gone live. Um, I know we're in the middle of several large, very large, um, healthcare implementations and some public sector. Um, so do you, do you, you would say that it's, it's pretty safe to get into the pool at this point? The, the water has been tested.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, the, the path to get here has been a little bit different, uh, between the uh, HCM and the finance and procurement sides. Uh, but the, you know, the, the HCM application has been around for quite a long time now. Um, it's been, you know, successfully used on prem for eight or ten years. Um, but you know, when I'm talking about system maturity um, and and attaining that critical mass, I'm talking about multi tenant. That's really where the future is for these applications. Um, and I think we've seen enough. Uh, large and varied clients uh, move you know successfully move into enforce multi-tenant solution both on the HCM and the uh, FSM sides at this point um, that you know I at least I, I have a pretty good confidence in, in the platform and the, the capabilities of the software it is also still being um, actively developed and you know we're we're seeing a lot of uh, advances uh, come up in the software um, as Infor takes advantage of the more and more experience um, with different customer requirements, but as well as emerging new technologies and capabilities in the space. Um, you know, for example, their acquisition of Burst um, and then uh, being able to much improve on the analytics that, that come with Cloud Suite uh, by taking advantage of the Burst tool. Awesome.
1: So, you used a term that I'm just—I I just want to clarify in case folks listening don't understand. Can you can you um, just just focus on that multi-tenant for a second? Now, that's a lot of our customers are coming from an on-prem environment. So, how is multi-tenant different than on-prem?
0: So, um, you know, on on-premise software is the the traditional legacy model, and that's where a you know a client hosts. Uh, systems in their own data centers um, you know, uh, of course there's there's alternative uh, approaches there such as such as hosting and that's been quite popular in the Lawson in space uh, for a number of years. Um, but when I talk about multi tenant it's really a a very different way that applications are delivered um, and I think one of the biggest impacts in uh, that change is the update strategy. So moving forward, um, you know, I believe that multi-tenant delivery is gonna be the, the primary way that business applications are made available to clients. And, and I, I say that across the spectrum, not, not just in the Infor space. Uh, multi-tenant means that the software vendor hosts one instance of an application uh, and that many different customers can use that same instance. And In that mode, um, the software vendor, being that they have one consistent platform that they have control over, is able to update the system much more rapidly uh, than in a legacy model where a software vendor needs to account for know, hundreds of different uh, various deployment scenarios. So with multi-tenant applications, what we see is uh, a a switch in the update uh, paradigm from major upgrades that might happen um, once a year once every couple of years that require a serious round of of testing and uh, often come with regressions to a more rapid update model where smaller updates and enhancements are made on a much more rapid schedule. And those updates are available immediately to all customers on the platform uh, without having to undertake a specific uh, update work.
1: Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, I, I think we we throw that around multi-tenant and and sometimes folks might not really understand what that means. And I think that you just gave a a great and very detailed explanation of that for folks. So thanks. What, um, what would you say some folks, if they said, okay, Richard, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do this pre-planning thing, but like it's a year out, we got to get budget. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're all in, but what are some things that they could do right now internally to get ready?
0: Sure. So, um, Oftentimes, a, a pre-planning engagement is, is led by um, an IT group, maybe IT project management office. And um, I'd say to, some of the homework that um, you could do to prepare for, for such an engagement would be to start looping in your business leaders um, and start getting uh, them on board and uh, exposed and engaged Uh, for a potential CloudSuite implementation um, and start documenting um, all the various connections um, to and from Lawson interfaces with other systems uh, as well as uh, what we call RICE components, which are all the things that an organization acquires over time that are custom to that organization, custom reports, interfaces or integrations to bolt- on or extension systems uh, and then any customizations to the application itself um, so start inventorying all of that stuff and determine what uh, you know which items are still actively used and for those items that are actively used um, document what is the business case what is the business problem that that item solves by having all that information gathered in one place, It'll save a lot of time when you go into pre-planning so you can start scoping out uh, which of those kinds of uh, custom objects need to be recreated uh, once uh, once the organization starts moving to Cloud Suite. Cloud Suite's a very different technology platform, so any technology elements um, that an organization maintains uh, on their own in their on-premise environment, um, you know, that those need to either be retired, uh, the, the business challenge needs to be solved using another means, hopefully with native application functionality, or they need to get redeveloped and uh, to work with the newer technologies.
1: Awesome, sounds like uh, lots of homework for folks that they can get going on <clears throat> without, without help and um, just just kind of housekeeping, getting some information together.
0: Sure, and it really, um, it, it, it takes buy-in from the entire organization uh, for a successful CloudSuite project. So um, getting all of your business leaders aligned uh, and behind this project and um, just demonstrating support at an executive level I think is a big step, and uh, it's never too early to do that.
1: Awesome. And then... Um, I, I, these are obviously large, right? You referenced, um, the full suite. Um, so obviously we're touching finance and supply chain and HR. Um, what's the best way to approach those just in your opinion? Is that, is the big bang still, uh, you know, the big bang theories on TV, are we still big banging?
0: Maybe for a smaller organization, uh, a big bang might be okay. Um, uh, you know, organizations with say less than 500 employees. Uh, but for our, Um, you know, medium and and larger size clients, uh, we would definitely shy away from a Big Bang implementation. Um, I I would say, um, you know, with with Infor's HCM and Talent Management Suite applications, um, they were designed to have a migration approach uh, where they can be done separately from finance and supply. And uh, we think it's, it's wise to take advantage of, of that approach and, and decouple um, all the dependencies across uh, both sides of that project. Also, it is uh, quite, a, quite a large amount of work um, to undertake such a project, uh, and it'll put a, put a strain on, on uh, an organization's internal resources, uh, particularly on you know, an IT department that's supporting all those business functions. Uh, it would be um, it's certainly easier f- uh, for an i.t group to uh, break down that project into smaller size chunks. Oh,
1: awesome.
0: Um, now sometimes there are there can be advantages to running the design phase of both projects concurrently, especially if there's a large amount of transformation that's desired. Um, but uh, in that case, we'd still typically recommend a decoupled go live.
1: okay. I appreciate the perspective there. Um, We talked a little bit as we have just been having the conversation, we talked a little bit about um, durations. Uh, I think you mentioned one to three years. Um, You mentioned resources uh, in the last question. Um, I know every customer is different, but if we were to look at a full suite implementation, right, as, as folks are trying to get their heads around, what does that look like? Um, can you talk just a little bit to what you've seen as far as durations and types and numbers of resources that that are needed for this? Is this kind of a a small, just kind of run this along with 10 other projects kind of project? Or is this really needing to be the organizational focus?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it, d- depending on an uh, organization's uh, goals and, and objectives uh, for Cloud suite implementation, it can be... Uh, on on the scale of, you know, for our healthcare customers, uh, an Epic or, or Cerner type implementation uh, where, for the duration of the project, it is the organization's uh, primary uh, focus from a, at least from a change in project management uh, point of view. Um, you know, if let's take the example of a, um, you know, a healthcare, uh, a healthcare. Client with, let's say, ten thousand employees and multiple facilities. Maybe they're running Lawson uh, all three suites on premise. Um, they might break down a cloud suite implementation into um, three major areas. That would be um, cloud suite HCM, cloud suite FSM, and then uh, finally payroll. Um, and you know those three initiatives really would only cover functionality that's currently in lawson today um we we might talk about a fourth phase uh which would be adding in some of the additional talent management capabilities on the hcm side uh, such as talent acquisition
1: okay well awesome i know you have uh Quite the busy day, and I do appreciate you taking the time to participate in, in, in our podcast and give your perspective and insight, uh, somebody who's been in the industry for quite a while. So um, thanks for, again for taking the time. Uh, if you're interested in Mr. Stout and um, would like to learn more about the service and offerings for RPI, um, best place to get that is probably www.rpic.com to start there. Uh, And if you're interested in the crazy world of a unicorn, that is at www.techprounicorn.com. So thank you, Mr. Stout, again, for making the time. And uh, we wish you well and your continued success in the ERP space.
0: Great. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Michael.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast. Make sure to
0: visit our website at www.techprounicorn.com where you can subscribe to the show and catch our latest blog articles. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Remember, unicorns represent the magic of digital transformation that occurs when business process is enabled with technology.